Hey everyone, welcome to a bonus edition of the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. Dan Lobby with Doug Maurice. I figured we should probably at least acknowledge that there is a Super Bowl happening this weekend. Uh, we've been busy with Joe Thomas and uh, a million other things, but Doug, it's here. The game is here. Kansas City and Philadelphia. I, you know, I was thinking about this like if this were like a week 13 game, this would be like the Sunday night game or this would be the marquee game. This is kind of for everything that happened this season in the NFL. And, and, you know, there were some bad teams and some bad quarterbacks and whatnot, but like we kind of got, I don't know if this was the best option, but it's pretty close to the best option in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, you'd figure the, the AFC is carrying kind of carrying the weight in the NFL right now. So it's like, are you going to get an interesting NFC team? And the Niners were potentially interesting, especially after they traded for Christian McCaffrey. But there'd be like a lot of eyebrows raised about Brock Purdy if the Niners were here right now. Certainly, I mean, once you got beyond that, there were, you know, Minnesota, really, like Dallas, (laughs) really, the Giants, really. So you were wondering, like, who's really going to be interesting? Because whether it was the Chiefs or the Bengals or the Bills, or maybe even the Jags, or if the Chargers hadn't blown the Jags game. I I think you felt like there was going to be some electricity around the AFC team. But I think the idea that you have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, and then the Eagles can bring out Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell, Dallas Goddard, and guys like Hassan Reddick on the defensive side of the ball. There's There's some juice to this, man, like it is. I think it's, I think I agree with you. And, and it's about a toss-up game. Right, that I think when the lines first came out right after the championship games, the Chiefs were briefly favored and then it flipped and it went towards the Eagles pretty quickly, but it's kind of stuck around that point and a half, two points all along the way since then. So I think people think it's going to be good and people think it's going to be close. Look, this wouldn't be a football podcast if we didn't do Super Bowl prop bets. So uh, let's get to it. We're going to each kind of, we're going to sort of volleyball back and forth here. Um, is that even a verb? I don't know. I'm going to make it a verb. Uh, we're going to go so. back. Yeah, or pickleball. Okay. We could pickleball. Yeah. Ping pong. We, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're, we're going to badminton it back and forth here. Uh, some prop bets. I'm going to go with this first one. I've been thinking about this. Um, so I'm thinking about the MVP, right? It's almost always a quarterback, but where's the value in the non quarterback MVP? And you mentioned a name. Uh, that I think is worth keeping in mind. And that is Travis Kelsey for Super Bowl mm. MVP. So let me make my case here. If it is not a quarterback, I looked this up. Of the last four years, it's been two quarterbacks and two non-quarterbacks. The two non-quarterbacks were Cooper Cup and Julian Edelman. So both pass catchers, right? Cooper Cup against the Bengals, 10 targets, 8 catches, 92 yards, 2 touchdowns. Julian Edelman against the Rams, 12 targets, 10 catches, 141 yards. So I thought to myself, that's like a Travis Kelsey game. Remember a couple weeks ago when when Travis Kelsey against the Jaguars? Let me see if I can find this stat line. He had 14 catches, 98 yards, and two touchdowns. If he does that in this game... That just screams like, okay, here's your non-quarterback MVP. And I found I found plus 1,600 odds on FanDuel. It's not as high everywhere, but, I mean, that's not bad if you're looking for a non-quarterback and you're looking for some MVP value. 
And I like the research on that because my instinct sometimes with the pass catchers is, uh, what does that guy really have to do to get it over the QB who's throwing to him? But if you're showing, if you're giving me two examples with Cup and Edelman, where it's like, well, that's what it looks like. You, when you pick stuff like that, you have to envision the path. What's the path for this to happen? And an oversized load to one pass catcher, and that somehow trumps the QB, is a way to do it. And so I, I absolutely, I think the reference point, like again, with Tyreek Hill out, who else is Patrick Mahomes going to be throwing to in this situation? So I like that, Kelsey, but I'm looking at DraftKings, like you said, 12 to 1 there. So that's the third lowest odds behind the two QBs. There's no point in betting the QBs. So I like searching for different MVPs here. I did a little searching myself. I think Hassan Reddick at 30 to 1 on DraftKings. You look for like the best defender. You get a strip sack, maybe like another couple tackles for loss. If it's like a defensive play that really changes the game. It's a little dangerous because how often is the defensive MVP? That can be rough. And the one that's way off the board for me, and again, this path is a little bit more difficult, but if you're looking for a running back, like what could a guy do running the ball that Mahomes isn't part of it or Hurts isn't part of it? I actually bet this guy at 130 to 1 like three weeks ago. <laughs> and and this is, I will say, I am just a different person in conversations like this now, now that gambling is legal in Ohio, because I'm doing this stuff. So like I have a better handle on what's available, and it's not theoretical to me anymore. I bet $4. <laughs> three weeks ago on Jarek McKinnon at 130 to one oh. to be the Super Bowl MVP. So I'm going to win $520 if he's the Super Bowl MVP. He's 55 to one now. But if you give me a pathway where, you know, Mahomes flips him a couple little passes that he does the work on, right? It's one of those 50 yard catch and runs where it's a three yard throw and a 47 yard run. And then maybe they give him the ball around the goal line a little bit and he scores like another touchdown on the ground. Like if you, if you're talking about Jarek McKinnon with a three touchdown game and it wasn't spectacular throws that Mahomes that got it by Mahomes that got him there. I think even at 55 to one, you can at least, maybe it's not like a full, it's like a frontage road or it's like a little tiny path that you got to clear a little bit with a machete. It's like, you can barely see it (laughs) through the woods. It's not a full path. There's no gravel on it, but at least you can envision it. And so for 55 to one, it might be a roll of the dice. Okay. So Jarek McKinnon, I'm going to throw this in there too. Um, Cause I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I'm just thinking about picking like 10 prop bets or like 15 prop bets and, and putting like a dollar on each of them. Yeah. And then like, you know, really high odds ones. And then like if one hits, it's like, cool. I just won $25, you know, minus the 10, you know, or worst case I lose $10 do that responsibly people. But you know, that's what I've been, that's what I've been considering doing. And one of the ones I had was Jarek McKinnon as an anytime touchdown score, which plus 175. So it's not a huge number, but he scored touchdowns in the chiefs last six regular season games. And he, he, he hasn't 10. scored in the playoffs. That's he hasn't the issue. scored in the playoffs. That's what scares because me. Because I'm with you. I am with you there 100% of the way. Because there was a time, like late in the year, it was like, oh, they take out Pacheco near the goal line. They take out like Pacheco on third down. Like Jarek McKinnon is like Mr. Mr. Touchdown here. The one thing is it's gotten goofy in the playoffs for them, right? It's like Mahomes got hurt and then Mahomes was hurt. So if you are – 
the reason I also looked at this, this is why I jumped in, because I do think it's interesting. Are you envisioning a return to sort of like the end of the regular season, Patrick Mahomes? If you think the ankle is pretty much fine now that he had two weeks off, now you're back to that. And I think the last two weeks matters less, Dan, in trying to figure out, well, what what happened, what's going to happen now. And then I think to go back to Jarek McKinnon scored in six straight games to end the regular season, I think that's a more relevant stat right now than what happened the last two weeks. And and I think he's that guy that Chiefs fans is like, oh my God, Jarek, why is Jarek McKinnon on the field again? Why can't Isaiah Pacheco be out there more? So I think he's kind of, even though he's been productive for him, I think he's kind of got a little bit of that with the Chiefs. I think they just like putting him on the field in weird situations. Um, I've actually gotten scared off by any time touchdown props just because I've, I've done it. And then the guy will catch like, he'll have like 110 yards receiving, but won't get in the end zone. And it's like, oh God, I should have just taken his receiving over. But um, yeah, I, McKinnon is a guy, if I was going to take an anytime touchdown, I, th- I think he'd be a guy I'd consider. You got anything good? Yeah. So I do think, again, now that I have it in my phone and it's, I'm just, this is what <laughs> I do now. You know how sometimes I used to, there used to be things that uh, there's a magazine you needed to read or a book that you wanted to read. And there'd be certain times of the day where it might be magazine reading time. That is now my <laughs> flip through my apps my betting apps time. So I am perusing. I am perusing. This is, and it just gives you a better sense sort of of what's out there. And so one of the things that I like to do in situations like this, listen, not everybody's doing it, right? But we're (laughs) not every, you don't have to gamble. You don't have to gamble, but it's just opened my eyes to some of this stuff that there's alternate spreads on everything. Like there's, there's no such thing as a number anymore because it's your number that you pick. And so one of the things that I like to do is sort of hunt out very reasonable things to happen and then parlay them together. So it's just sort of like reasonable thing plus reasonable thing plus reasonable thing. And so I did that with – and I got to plus 255, so like two and a half to one. And here are the things that I did. You just said you're scared off a little bit by anytime touchdown scores. I have Jalen Hurts as an anytime touchdown scorer. And if it's anytime touchdown scorer as a quarterback, it means you have to score the touchdown yourself mm-hmm. in the end zone. It's not throwing a touchdown pass. It's, it's being the guy in the end zone who scores. But Jalen Hurts has scored in like six of his last seven games, I think it might be. Like he's, he scores all the time. So like Jalen Hurts as an anytime touchdown scorer is not particularly risky to me. So that's one part of my parlay. Then the next part of it is Jalen Hurts rushing yards. And I have the Jalen Hurts rushing yards over 34 and a half. And again, the Chiefs have given up at least 25 rushing yards to a quarterback in like four or five straight games. And Jalen Hurts over 34 and a half rushing yards. I think he's 34 or more in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Six of his last eight games, he's 34 or more. He has a 34 in there, so that wouldn't be 34 and a half. But basically, six of the last eight games, he hit it. And then I had the last thing in my parlay is Devontae Smith. And it is not asking much. It's over 49 and a half receiving yards for Devontae Smith. And so Devontae Smith in his last, let's see. He's gone over that number of receiving yards. He didn't do it in his last game, but he did it in the one, two, three, four, five, six games before that. So six of the last seven. So it's like Devontae Smith, what he's done six of the last seven. 
Jalen Hurts, what he's done, six of the last eight rushing it, and then Jalen Hurts has scored in like six of the last seven. It's all reasonable things, but if you put the three of them together, you're getting plus 255. So in the end, my advice would be in a game like this, seek out things that don't seem outrageous. You're not really betting on a guy to have 100 receiving yards or somebody to throw three touchdown passes. Pick three reasonable things that have nothing to do with the outcome of the game. So then if you're wrong on the team, you've made your own little parlay that <laughs> if you, you're getting two and a half to one odds on, right? So like that's the kind of stuff that I really seek out now. And I'm not just a proponent of this. I'm actively involved. I made that bet for $3 because I don't want to come on here and tell people to do that and then not do it myself. So like that's that's the kind of thing that I am like particularly interested in, Dan, in this realm is just get on there. If you want to get on these apps, get on there and look for reasonable stuff. It's not a great game from Jalen Hurts or Devontae Smith if they do that. And you, you get all three together and you get two and a half to one. So that's like I'm I'm much less interested in the props of like what color is the Gatorade going to be? Because that to me is like a <laughs> slot machine. I don't want to do slot machine sports bets. I want to do like eh, I have a certain view of the game and I think these three things are possible and let's make a little bit of money. Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 with you on that. And um so the Jalen Hurts rushing thing I'm just staying away from because it got me in the NFC championship game. Uh, because they just weren't running him like I thought they would. And so I had the over 46 and a half. He got to 39, but they really only ran him on one series. Uh, but I would imagine like part of it in this game is like you got nothing to save it for now, you know. So if that shoulder's hurting you and you still gotta run, go for it. Um, but yeah, I, I the, those Jalen Hurts rushing overs are interesting. If you got it at a lower number than I saw it um, earlier, so I, I think that's good. Well, I, like again, it's one of those on DraftKings. It's like they have all all kinds of different levels of it. You can bet it at thirty nine and a half. You can bet it at forty nine and a half. Like you can bet all these different levels, and you get worse odds, which is why you have to parlay it to make it worthwhile. But parlay three reasonable things. So this is one that doesn't have a ton of value. But speaking of things, I've sort of enjoyed doing during the playoffs um i like looking at first quarters and first halves and i like looking at i like looking at the teams that start fast like sports the the stat head on pro football reference they have this you can actually go on there and sort out like how many times a team has scored a touchdown in the first quarter and you can figure out this team always starts fast this team always starts slow um i've had a little bit of success there too both these teams tend to start fast, especially Philly. Now, the only thing that gives me pause is this is the Super Bowl and it's wonky. And sometimes the Super Bowl starts slow because these guys are out there longer. They have to stand around and listen to the national anthem and all that stuff, but whatever. Chiefs have been there before, though. They've done it. You know, I, I think the Eagles will be prepared. The total for the first quarter is nine and a half. So seven to three right? Like that's reasonable, but you can't get plus odds on if you take the over. You could though, speaking of alternates, bump it up to 10 and you could get, I think it's plus 105 last I checked. Mm. Um, I found that 10 at plus 105, which is kind of intriguing. And so, you know, a push comes into play in that scenario, but I'd be all right with it. Like a push is fine. I'll just get my money back. Um, I'm, I'm looking at that one, maybe a first quarter total of 10. 
So you'd be looking at seven to seven. I, I mean, I, I, I could live with that. So I, I, I've looked at this one a lot too. And if there's anybody listening to this that may have caught one of our gambling shows on Buckeye Talk, our Betting the Buckeye segment that was a separate pod that we did during the regular season with the great Tyler Shoemaker, the official bookmaker of Buckeye Talk. And we rode Ohio State first quarter total overs all year. T-Shoe rode that all year. And it was usually around, usually 10, like you get to 10. Like it's just like nine, nine and a half. So like T-Shoe, if he's listening to this, is, is yelling at his computer because there are these magic numbers, as you said, you know, 10, 7, numbers like that, that you actually probably want to pay to get off of those because you're not getting as good a number. You're not getting as good of odds at nine and a half, but at least you're winning. So to get to the better number, 10 is very possible. So it's like, well, you'd take the push. It's like, well, wouldn't you rather win at nine and a half, even if the odds are a little lower? So I do like where your head's at, though, because when you look at the stats, the Eagles and the, and the Chiefs are fourth and fifth in the NFL this year in first quarter scoring. The, uh, the Eagles average 5.8 uh, points per first quarter. The Chiefs average 5.4. So that's 11.2. You're over there, right? The Eagles in six of their last seven games have scored a first quarter touchdown, so that's really good. The Chiefs have actually been a little more wonky. They actually have a – they're about half the time in their last eight to ten games, and they have some six-point first quarters in there. And I have – I love this nine-and-a-half number because, like, I want to win on ten on a first quarter over. And I definitely had a game this year, I think it might have been the Bengals, where the, the kicker missed the extra point. <laughs> and there was a touchdown and a field goal in the first quarter, but it was nine instead of 10. And I was throwing my phone out of my house because I lost $2 on it. So you like be aware of that. But I like this a lot. And I think it's fun because you win in the first 15 minutes and you know if you win or lose. And if you're sitting around with your friends watching the Super Bowl, it's kind of fun to hopefully have a cash. Hey, I already cashed something. And even if you lose, you know you lost. So I think the first quarter stuff, and I do think, I would be more worried about defenses making adjustments like after halftime and that kind of thing. I think these offenses are going to come out and be ready to go. So however you want to do it, whether it's nine and a half or 10, I really like the first quarter over a lot. Yeah. I, I mean, when you really dig in and, and you spend your time looking at like these first quarter stats, first half stats, there's stuff there that you can find. Um, there's, there's some real consistency. The teams that usually start fast, start fast. And the teams that usually start slow, start slow. Um, you know, that's when teams are on script. That's when they're, I think a lot yep. of that stuff is real. And I think you can really find some stuff looking at those first quarter and first half. So yeah, you, you talked me into it. Just, just get the win at nine and a half. What am I doing? Seeking out these, these plus odds, just get the win. That's a good point. Um, I have some first touchdown stuff, but I'm wondering what else you've got. So kind of um, the last thing is, again, with all these alternate spreads, right, where you could just pick your own spread, the the Super Bowl, not as much lately, but there's certainly a little bit of a history of the Super Bowl being a blowout. And so I would just say if you have a real read on this, and I feel like I have my read on this game, then take one of the alternate spreads. Don't accept the point and a half either way. Like put your put your bet where your thoughts are. And if you take, for instance, the Chiefs minus nine and a half, I think it's a good place for you. Like, I think they'll win by ten. Chiefs minus nine and a half is plus three forty-three. So almost three and a half to one. And meanwhile, the Eagles minus nine and a half is plus two seventy-eight. 
So between two and a half and three to one. And I would just say, if you think it's like, ah, people think everybody, everybody, honestly, when two good teams play, everybody thinks it's going to be close. And a lot of times it's not. So if you really believe, if you think you have a read on this, then bet one of the alternate spreads. So you don't just win, but you win like two and a half or three times your money. So I'll save my who I would bet that on and who I have made that bet on for when we make our picks. But I just think it's a good way to really sort of double down on your choice a little bit and not just be stuck with the the straight line that they're presenting you. Okay. I'm going to make the case for four players for a first touchdown score. All right. And okay. you tell me who you like. I'm actually thinking I might just, like I said, I might just put a dollar on all four. And if one of them hits, it's going to cancel out whatever I lose on, on the three that I would lose. But my first one, and this is the second biggest odds of this group. And I shopped around a little bit, found different odds at different places. But Kadarius Tony, mm. right, I got him plus 2,200 on Bet MGM. So here's the case. First quarters, he's got eight catches for 55 yards. And both of his touchdowns have come in the first quarters. They've both given the Chiefs a 7 nothing lead. If you look back to last week, not last week, the AFC Championship game, he would have been the first touchdown scorer, but he didn't haul the pass in. You might remember the Chiefs challenged the play. Uh, yep. It remained it remained incomplete, but it would have been Tony who scored that touchdown. That's a big number for a guy that it seems like the Chiefs like to go to early. So that's my first guy. Second guy, uh, we're going to go to the Eagles for these next two. Devontae Smith. All right. All four of his okay. first quarter targets in the playoffs, he's caught them. He leads the Eagles in first quarter receiving yards in the playoffs, and he's had big plays in both of their playoff games. Even if one should have been overturned, it didn't count. It still stood up. Um, if he gets a big play and ends up in the end zone, that could be a guy. I also saw, and honestly, I'm a little frustrated. I haven't been able to find this, but um, I thought I saw FanDuel had a had a Smith 20-plus receiving yards in the first quarter prop, but I haven't been able to find it again. Mm. Um, but that's one to keep an eye on. But he, Smith is my my second one. Dallas Goddard is my safest one. He's plus 1,200. He's tied with Smith for the most first quarter receiving touchdowns this year on the Eagles. Um, and so I just... He's a guy that I like. And I'm avoiding the obvious guys, just for just so you know, like Hertz, Sanders, Kelsey, those are the, the obvious guys with the lowest odds. I'm avoiding those. And my last one, going back to the Chiefs, is Patrick Mahomes' first touchdown score. Like you said, he'd have to actually end up in the end zone. But he's plus 2,800 on bet MGM. And just imagine... You know, he's second on the team in first quarter rushing yards this year. And just imagine the Chiefs are at like the four yard line on their opening drive. And Mahomes drops back and he's looking and he's looking and the ankle maybe still feels good. And he finds a seam and he runs it in. It doesn't seem super likely, but I think that's a sneaky scenario because we know how Mahomes runs around. We know he like, you know, we know he's always looking to throw, but just, you know, what if? So of those four, and I'll, I'll give you the list again in the odds, Kadarius Toney plus 2,200, Devontae Smith plus 1,300, Goddard plus 1,200, that's actually pretty good, and Mahomes plus 2,800. 
who would you take? So I think the I think the Tony plus twenty two hundred is really smart because as you said, he's done it twice and he had a third time that it should have happened and it didn't. And I know I was reading some stuff on Twitter on this week, I think it was James Palmer from the NFL network who's been embedded with the Chiefs talking about how people in asking about the connection that Mahomes and Kelsey have, people were bring it up. Yeah, you know who Mahomes is kind of getting that connection started with is Kadarius Tony. And so I think that idea of trying to cash in at, at 22 to one odds on a guy who's done it before is really interesting. And then I also just, I think Devonte Smith's going to have a big game. So I like any Devonte Smith bet in this game. And I also really like big games. I think quarterbacks are more likely to keep the ball and run in big games. And like, are you going to do it in week six? But it's like, Hey, it's third and three from the seven yard line. I don't know. I don't want to risk it. I don't want to get picked. I'm going to just move out of the pocket and take care of this thing myself. So I like all quarterbacks for these touchdown bets in big games like this. I actually hit something on TCU only scored one touchdown <laughs> in its national championship loss to Georgia. The, the quarterback scored it and I had him because I thought, well, he's going to. So the only thing that gives me a little hesitation is the ankle for Mahomes. I think he'll be fine, but will he run? But I would also say sometimes the anytime touchdown scorer stuff, Kelsey, Miles Sanders, and Jalen Hurts are all minus odds, so they think it's well. This is more this is likely first, that this is first. No, I know. So okay, I'm saying, okay. like, I, I wouldn't bet. It's not worth making those bets because you're getting minus odds. But when it's first touchdown score, and you're being more specific, I think Hurts at seven to one is actually not bad return because I could absolutely see the Eagles marching down the field, and you get in that spot, and whether it's a long run, whether it's a QB sneak, whether it's you know, a three-yard scramble. I think there were multiple ways he could get in the end zone. And you can't bet Jalen Hurts as an anytime touchdown score. It doesn't make any sense. I think you can bet that here. Because even though they're the shortest odds on the board for this, it's still 7-1. to one, So I wouldn't completely shy away from that because I just like quarterbacks in these situations. But if you're four, I think Tony's really good. Yeah, that, that that's the one I'm leaning. And like I said, I might just pick like two kind of crazy odds guys that I think could do it not like just shots in the dark but guys that I honestly think could do it just pick like four of them and look if if one of them hits that cancels out the other three that I lose um but that's that's kind of what I'm thinking there one other thing and I don't think it counts in this game because the Chiefs are just insane and they never let up Nick Sirianni is a sneaky live unders coach he when the Eagles have the lead in the second half he Mm. runs he runs clock now I would interesting. I'd be nervous in this game because you have the Chiefs on the other side and they can score so fast. But just you know, as you as you move forward, as you venture into this Ohio gambling landscape, um, Nick Sirianni. If you ever are watching an Eagles game and it feels like oh they're just trying to kill the clock and the other team can't score, kind of like in the NFC Championship game, you might be able to sneak in a live under uh, if you if you catch it at the right time. But uh, I don't know. I'd, I'd stay away from that one in this game, though, just because of the Chiefs. Okay, Doug, you teased it. Who do you like in this one? Yeah, so I just think I'm surprised by the general read on this game. I don't know why the Eagles are favored. And I feel like the ankle is is a non-factor. I, I, I think he'll Patrick Mahomes will be close to his usual self. And I just think the AFC is tougher I think I don't want to say the Eagles had an easy path to all of this, but they beat the Giants and the completely decimated 49ers <laughs> in the playoffs to get here. And who did they really have to beat along the way? 
I think people generally think the Eagles are better than they actually are, and I think they're underestimating how good the Chiefs are because the Chiefs had to play a barn burner with the Bengals because Patrick Mahomes was limping around. The Bengals are really good. So I just I just I think the Chiefs should be favored. I don't know why people like aren't the Chiefs the best organization and they have the best player in the NFL? <laughs> and like people are like, yeah, no, the Eagles. And so I actually I bet the Chiefs minus nine and a half. So I have Chiefs thirty three, Eagles twenty one, and that isn't over. I'm not strong on the over, but I'm very strong on taking points. I wouldn't even take the points with the Chiefs. Bet it on the money line. But I just I I I wish I could understand a better ex. I know that Eagles get after the passer and all that. It's Patrick Mahomes, and I know he's lost Super Bowls. I. I just think we might get reminded that like the Eagles were very good, but also the NFC was kind of goofy and the, the Chiefs were the best team in football this year. So I like the Chiefs. So there's two ways I feel dumb with my pick in this game. The first way is the Eagles just harass Patrick Mahomes all game and he doesn't look like Patrick Mahomes because of the ankle. And I, I at the end of the day, I'm saying, oh man, I wish I would have counted better for that pass rush. The other way is... <laughs> The game ends and the Chiefs win, and I say to myself, oh, my God, I bet against Patrick Mahomes. And I don't want that last one to be what I mm. say. He's the best quarterback in the NFL. I think that's in Sharpie. I don't think it's debatable. Uh, I think we're going to do our quarterback draft again this year, coming up soon. Um, I would be surprised if anyone takes anyone other than Patrick Mahomes number one overall, but but we'll see. And to me... If they've been there before. I think there is something to watch with a team, with a coach and a quarterback that are playing in their first Super Bowl. I didn't find any real data to back up that that's a problem, but it's not like that the Super Bowl's weird. You know, you got a like a 30 minute halftime. And like I said, you got to stand around all, you know, for all the pregame stuff. It's It's just a weird environment and a weird, weird timing. It gets you out of your pattern all week. Mahomes and Reed have been there, and I think Mahomes is really starting to become aware of his legacy. And I think that's dangerous. I think he's I think he's that guy. So the Eagles might be the better team, one through 53, but the one on the Chiefs is like the one. And so I'm I'm gonna take the Chiefs. Like you said, if if you're gonna take the Chiefs, just maybe take that money line. Um I, I think that's that's probably what I would do. I don't I don't know that they'll blow them out. So I'm not as con- I wouldn't be as confident in minus nine and a half, but when when that line first went up, I was sure that it would change in two weeks that the the Chiefs would ultimately end up being favored, but it hasn't changed. They're still they're still the underdog, and I just I think they're going to win this game. Yeah, no, I I and I, I I I I am not disrespecting the Eagles. I am not disrespecting the Eagles. I just. Is it? I just wonder how much it's the ankle. Like, if Patrick Mahomes was a hundred percent healthy, would the would he really be an underdog? You know, they made him an underdog at home in the AFC Championship game when the when the ankle was much worse. And I don't know if we talked about that here or not. I knew the Chiefs were going to. The Bengals talked so much trash; they were so <laughs> dumb about that. I cannot and, believe what the I Bengals loved did. That. I that loved game. how the Chiefs responded to that. I, I, that told oh that God. told me so much more about Mahomes and the Chiefs than I ever thought it would. Just the way that they responded. So I don't think the Eagles have. Ta- I haven't seen any trash talk from the Eagles, but there's nothing like an overdog that feels like an underdog. And I think somehow the Chiefs feel like an underdog here, 
when they have the best player. So I I feel fairly confident. That money line plus 105, again, you don't have to think it's a blowout, but I think plus 105 on the Chiefs is definitely the way to go. Okay, there we go. Uh, our I guess our, our bonus Super Bowl preview here on the Orange or Brown Talk podcast. Uh, some prop bets, our picks for the game. Uh, we'll be back on Monday with our Hey Mary Kay edition of the podcast, and we'll start that off by kind of talking about the Super Bowl and what we witnessed on Sunday in that game. And make sure you go back and check out uh, our Joe Thomas pod. Um, as we're recording this, it hasn't gone up yet, but it will be up by the time you hear this. Uh, check that out. Uh, Ashley and I kind of did little essays about Joe Thomas. Mary Kay joined from the Super Bowl to talk about the the behind the scenes, the voting, and what it's been like to cover Joe uh, from the beginning of his career to actually getting to vote him into the Hall of Fame. So uh, it, it, it's a really great podcast. You want to check that out. So just search Orange and Brown Talk on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And while you're doing that, get subscribed. Uh, Doug, I appreciate you doing this. I will talk to you later. Good luck on your bets. Thanks, man. Same to you.